0: You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Faster is not speed. Faster is not simply faster. Faster is the reduction of time from point A to point B, whatever that means. So think about this. If you're doing a 100-mile gravel race and you're just like, like getting beat up the whole time, right? You could say, oh... A certain tire is fast on a bench test or on a rolling performance machine. But there's another factor that you're forgetting, which is human fatigue. Um, and over a hundred miles, if that tire beats you up, you're not gonna be as snappy at the end. And ultimately, you won't reduce your time from point A to point B in this way. So when you design products in this in this kind of atmosphere, you have to think of it in the, in those terms. It has to be, yeah, sure, it has to grip well, and yeah, sure, if you can win the bench test, that's a that's a beautiful thing. But in practice, uh, we also do field testing for this very reason. To make sure that in the real world scenario that is this like sometimes intangible subjective thing, you have to make sure that it checks all the boxes as a whole and not just this nuanced, one measurement here or there that you try to then put into an advertisement.
1: That was Ken Avery. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm syncing up with Ken Avery, who is the SVP of product development at Vittoria, the world's leading producer of bicycle tires. Ken has a long history in the world of cycling, tires, and product development. He has a wealth of knowledge and shares his expertise today on the podcast. We sync up about Victoria and the brand history, Ken's passion for cycling and turning that passion into a career. We do a deep dive into all things bicycle tires, from materials, grip and traction, PSI, tubes, airliners, and how weather and road conditions can impact your choices on the day. Ken is a former UCI elite mountain bike racer and qualified and competed in the ESPN Winter X Games in 2000. He holds three top 10 collegiate national rankings and in 1999 was the Eastern Collegiate Cycling Conference Champion. Today, Ken Avery remains a passionate mountain biker. He has been involved in designing and testing innovative products for over two decades. I hope you enjoy our conversation. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you get your Apple podcasts, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through all 300 episodes, and click on the five stars. Then click on leave a review and tell us what you love. On Spotify, give us five stars if that's your listening platform. Also, feel free to share this conversation. your social channels. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, share it on your LinkedIn, whatever you like to do when you share your posts. And last up, if you haven't dialed into our new series on YouTube, gear up. I highly recommend you go over there and find out what products we are loving, what products we're reviewing from the worlds of cycling, running, and triathlon. Now, on to my convo with Ken. So Ken, how did you get into working in the cycling industry and being senior vice president of product development at Vittoria? What's your career trajectory? Oh,
0: God. How much time do you have? Uh, it's It's been a long road. The quick version is this. I found cycling at a super young age. I was a skateboarder growing up, and then I got into bikes. I just loved, I was just hooked. I just loved it. And I was like obsessed with it uh, as a teenager and got into racing. And then, you know, through those connections, I worked for another tire brand for a a long time and designed a lot of their products. And then I wanted to kind of branch out on my own and and I approached Vittoria and they said, why don't you just join our team? And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And so I've been at Vittoria now for uh, 12 years. It's been quite a road, super, I feel like honestly, super lucky to be at this brand. Um, We've had quite a growth in a lot of different uh, segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and categories so that's sort of the quick version um i love bikes i got a job in the industry as a young as a young guy and then kind of just climbed from there really
1: i like that climbed from there <laughs> a bike metaphor where do you ride sure
0: yeah. i ride every day i rode this morning yeah. um um i live in southern new hampshire
1: okay. um oh okay and, and
0: yeah so um kind of like just an hour north of boston or so and and um so I do a lot of riding in nice kind of there. like the White Mountain region yeah. um, and and all that. So I love New England technical mountain biking, but at the same time, we have a lot of really beautiful gravel roads um, and then just, you know, um, kind of like a mix of r- road riding. So you really, it's great for product development and testing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I work directly with our, with our team in Italy and then obviously with our team in the U.S. as well.
1: So tell me a little bit about Vittoria. Where did it start? What's the history and...
0: Yeah, Vittoria is a very historic brand. Uh, you know, roughly 70 years ago, you know, Vittoria started making tires uh, in northern Italy, and um, you know they were they were accepted into the highest level of racing in in road. Um, traditionally, road tires back then uh, were were pretty much all tubulars as far as road racing goes, and uh, they were often made of cotton, as were ours. And so as that kind of grew and evolved. Uh, The brand was taken to the next level uh, by uh, kind of a new management group in the 90s. uh, And then all the way up until uh, just a few years ago, we kind of shifted gears again uh, with another management group and have really taken that to the next level. So the the cool thing about Vittoria that a lot of people in the U.S. don't realize is that the word Vittoria itself means victory. And so, you know, while you could say, you know, that may mean racing um, and sure, like, hey. winning the tour de france right now how cool is that we won gravel worlds last year mountain bike worlds last year i mean across all these different categories we've had victories but for me as a product designer i actually think about victory in terms of what it means for the user and i really think that's where our brand has gone yeah Um, our marketing department talks about the ride ahead a lot and and that can mean many things to many people and and to me a victory could be you're just trying to get to work on your bike and and get there safe and and without a flat tire. And that's a victory in, in that way. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be high level racing. I mean, we do OK at that, too. But, you know, it's it's uh, in reality. It's what it means to you. And that's what I love about this brand. And that's kind of where, where it's come from and where we've taken it. Um, And so I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah, no, it does. And it's interesting because you kind of led me right into my next question was like, you know, you said riding to work or you're racing. So, you know, there's so many different kinds of tires. And I feel like, you know, the tire you choose, it really depends on, you know, what you're doing with it. Like if you're commuting, Mm -hmm. if you're racing, if you're training and, you know, there's many different kinds of, you know, fiber and questions and tire pressure so maybe talk to me about you know what are some of the like this is kind of like tires 101 but you know sure. what are what are the different kinds of tires and which ones should you use for certain conditions and why
0: Oof, that's your a can turn to talk um, for 20 minutes now <laughs> oh god i only have 20 minutes to talk about this <laughs> um it's gonna be interesting so the, yeah i'll try okay. to streamline it so yeah. In, in say, road racing, uh, right. or not road, I should say road riding, right? Yeah. Um, you typically see two main styles of tires, which is, say, this tubular. Um, yeah. This is a a, a, a cut of a, of a tire. You can see this is a cyclocross tubular, so you can see there's some tread on it. Yeah. But basically, a tubular is an enclosed casing that houses an uh, inner tube, and this gets glued onto a special tubular rim. Okay. And then you have something that is, say, more like, just a a regular uh, tire. This is like a little model of a tire. You can see it's been also like this would be a cut tire. And this is like what's known as a clincher or kind of like what most tires are these days. that's Um, what I have, yeah. Yeah, most people, right? Um, And uh, so some of them use inner tubes inside. Some of them are what are known as tubeless ready, which means that you can put an inner tube in it if you want, or you can take the inner tube out and as long as your wheels are tubeless ready. Mm -hmm. You can just put a little sealant in there and and inflate it without an inner tube, kind of like your car tire. Um, And uh, so, you know, there's pros and cons on both. Um, A tubular system tends to be, uh, you know, a little bit more work to set up and and it's not as easy to change your tire, but that overall system can be quite lightweight um, and has other benefits in terms of being glued onto the wheel. Whereas a tubeless system, uh, if you have sealant in it and you get a puncture oftentimes you don't even know you get a puncture because it automatically seals itself now tubeless technology it kind of goes across all the spectrums from everything from actually it's been you've been used on track cycling lately yeah uh all the way through road to cyclocross to gravel to to mountain bike categories um
1: was it originally so, from mountain biking Oh yeah? That's where, no, I'm asking, like, was it originally? Like, is that where it came oh, from originally? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought, you said,
0: yeah. you, I thought you said you came originally from my bike. No, no, um, I don't know how to, no, I mean, yeah, I yeah. did
1: originally mountain bike, but no.
0: <laughs> nice. So tubeless technology, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was something that in the bicycle sphere became most popular in mountain bike first.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the, And the reason for that is, you know, you don't have to worry about pinching your inner tube on, on an impact, on a sharp edge. Uh, and then obviously like thorns and things such as this, you don't even, it's like not even a thing anymore.
1: Wow. Um, that's so, easy.
0: um, sealant, sealant these days typically heals anything from, you know, say five millimeters or under in terms of a cut. So wow. that's quite that's substantial. Amazing. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of your, your question that you asked me a few minutes ago, and, and I'm trying to trying to move in that direction. I mean, basically, um, tires uh, are made of two main kind of materials okay. now um, that you see, which, which is primarily cotton and nylon. You see some silk, you see some other things mixed in there like aramid fibers, but in general, you'll see cotton tires and nylon tires. Um, most tires that you see, if you see like, you know, like your your, your general tire, like, you know, it's a, a black, round tire. It's yeah. probably made out of nylon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the uh, historic para sidewall, tan sidewall color comes actually from a cotton fiber originally. Um, And um, now you can get nylon tires that are tan, you can get cotton tires that are black. Um, But, you know, uh, in general, why was cotton used? Um, Well, basically cotton as a fiber uh, is quite thin, so it's quite flexible. So oftentimes tires are measured in TPI, which is threads per inch. So if you can imagine, you lined up all those threads on a table and then you, and you took a ruler and measured them Uh, the higher number of threads per inch means that the thread is thinner. So that means typically it's more flexible. And so a flexible tire, as it kind of deforms, like if you, if you, as you roll, you go over like a crack in the road or the tire itself just will deform under like the load or the weight of the rider and the bike. Right. And then, and then kind of find its shape again. The the more flexible the tire is, typically the faster it rolls. Um, and so um, high TPI or high thread count nylon or cotton are are typically the the materials you see in performance tires, which is typically where Vittoria plays. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah. A lot of
1: riders at the Tour de France are using your tires and, you know, champion, world champions, Olympians, all of that. Yeah. So that's really like so then, you know, we're talking about, you know, the flexibility of the tire. And then you come and speed. Right. Because I'm sure they're very fast. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then there's like durability. So this is the next kind of thing to think about. Right. When you're picking out which tires you're going to use is like, are you going to go for speed or do you want something more durable? So, yeah, obviously, the conditions of the roads come into play and where you're cycling. Mm
0: -hmm. Sure. Talk
1: to me a little bit about that
0: yeah you know again in product development um you want to solve a problem for a rider uh and and what i it sounds elementary right yeah um so often companies they make a new widget and they and they push it and they it's almost like it's lost it like what problem does this solve right and Victoria has always been very authentic and and really tried to solve real problems for real people in this way, no matter what category we're designing in. Um, Mm -hmm. and if you do that, um, it's, you know, people are really receptive. So with all that said, um, you know, when we, when we develop these things, we have to think about this in terms of the casing and the tread, uh, and the compound and, and all sorts of things such as this. Um, and so, you know, it's, there's always the worry of a trade-off in this way. And this is kind of where I think where you're going. Yeah. Um, So in theory, if you make a tire um, more durable, it might have a harder compound. And then that compound might not be as grippy, right? So that could be a trade-off. If you make it more cut resistant, it could be less flexible, which then the casing won't roll as fast, right? So there's always these balances. So for that reason, Vittoria has really pushed the limits on different materials that we use and different processes we use. And one of them, for instance, is the use of graphene. Um, So we were the first and only still tire manufacturer to put graphene in our compound. It's quite a complex process. Uh, It took us years to kind of develop this and perfect it. Um, But that has led to compounds that are performance-based, they're very tacky and a lot of wet weather grip and they roll really fast. Mm -hmm. And you can make the compound thinner, which is then more flexible, right? but it still wears well because you have graphene and now we put silica in the graphene compound as well on the new Corsa Pro line. Um, And even on the Corsa Next, you see some new technologies in there um, and things such as this. So we really wanted to address the real problem for the real user without sacrificing that performance. Um and it's it's very difficult to do and it's 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 a continuing journey, but it's something that I think, you know, we've made a lot of progress on uh especially just, you know, in relation to the industry as a whole.
1: And so talk, tell me a little bit about the different tires that you have at Victoria just so that I, my listeners know like if they want to buy your tires like which ones should they pick. I I think that I have a lot of listeners that are triathletes, cyclists, and maybe dabbling in gravel.
0: It's something that you know we wanted to make our product line very intuitive, and and try to be you know something that is easy to understand. We want any guy or girl to be able to walk into a yeah a, a shop and and say, oh, I need to go here. I need this and whatever, and that's it, right? Yeah. Um. And and it's it shouldn't be this like intimidating thing that sometimes this industry can be. Uh, We wanted to make it very inviting. So all that said, if you talk about road product, you know, there's there's the Zephiro family, the Rubino family, the Corsa family. Um, So the Rubino family is going to be sort of like your entry point to something that is like a a nice road tire, right? And it's something that's going to be made to last. Uh, It's going to be priced very competitively, um, but it's still going to offer you performance that is best in category. Okay, Um, yeah. And so it's gonna be something where if you just need something to like go for a road ride or maybe train on, and you're less worried about like ultimate performance or ultimate weight or ultimate grip or, you know, rolling performance, um, Zafiro packs a punch that is really hard to beat. And um, and we have a couple of different versions of it. Um, All of this you can see at Vittoria.com, of course. Um, One step up from there, sort of like a all-around use, Uh, family of Mm -hmm. products is the Rubino family you know in the Rubino family we have a couple different options as well full ranges of sizes and all that and um, the Rubino family has has been really our most popular or one of our most popular I should say because of the versatility so you know you can really kind of put them on and set it and forget it almost in a way uh, without sounding like a pitch person you know but it, it is something like that um, where it's just a, a, a great general-use tire. It's made out of nylon, as is Zephyro. Yeah, it's it's very well proven. Okay. Up from there is our Corsa family. And Corsa, you know, just by, by yes. definition yeah. means, you know, competition. Um, and so now the tricky thing with Corsa is that we just... Introduced recently, a nylon Corsa. Whereas historically, the Corsa line had always been cotton. And so, within the Corsa line, you have the Corsa Speed, you have the regular Corsa, and then you have the Corsa Control. And so, the Corsa Speed is something you know. If you have a a lot of listeners here who who are doing um, you know time trials, right? Uh, the Corsa Speed is um, just one of the most well known uh, time trial specific tires. It's not specific, but it is it is a specialized yeah. tire that. It Does very well in time trials and um very well proven. And um that uses again that high TPI cotton, a really like nice, thin, fast tread that is uh, very compliant and flexible. And for that reason, you know, it's one of the fastest tires ever made. Um, the regular Corsa has been our workhorse in terms of competition. Um, it's you know, the new Corsa Pro just came out uh, a few weeks back. And um, you know, that tire before we launched it won. Everything from Perry Roubaix, Milan, San Remo, like, you know, I mean, yeah. all the spring classics and then it's leading the tour right now. So it's it's been quite a success uh, in the what? in the few weeks it's already been on the market.
1: Yeah. And you also did you make one in pink and it sold out? Did you? Was that...
0: We did. Yes. <laughs> um, so which is Are you hilarious. you to do that again?
1: Um, you know. <laughs> that's I was like, that's
0: cool. Yeah, no, from time to time we do that, you know, we want to celebrate um winning the Giro for instance. Uh and so, you know, it's the kind of thing where um we'll we'll plan ahead a little bit and and um, you know, the data will kind of point that there's a good chance, you know, and yeah. then so we have it in our pocket um, you know, in case the time comes and and um yeah, a lot of people they love that pink tire. Um, you know, it's it's got some style, but it has all the performance. And that corset control um, which is really the tire that traditionally was used in, in the cobble stages of of a lot of those, like, you know, like Roubaix or, or like Flanders, something like yeah. that. Um, and, um, and that kind of takes the course of family and gives it a bit more robust kind of construction, uh, but still with a cotton casing. Now that nylon one that I mentioned a minute ago, that's called a Corsa Next. And okay. that's actually potentially really interesting for your listeners. And the reason I say that is... To finish with the Corsa Pro, that uses a new uh, process, right? So it's not your old bonded process. It's it's this uh, new electro process that basically has a seamless, well, seam essentially, where a seam would normally be where the tread meets the casing. It's absolutely seamless now because it actually integrates into it with the curing process. So uh, yeah, where that tread ends and you see that sidewall start, it, it's super smooth. It's very aerody- aerodynamic. And this is goes back to the question from a minute ago. The new Corsa Pro is more durable, lighter, and faster and grippier than the outgoing Corsa. It's crazy to be able to do all of those things in a little product that is, you know, a little road tire, right? With that much contact patch. It was quite quite a, quite a thing for us to be able to do that. But you have the Corsa Next on your bike right now. Yeah. And so the Corsa Next is every bit of Corsa, but it is made from nylon. And so what does that mean? Well, basically, if we were gonna put the course of tread and the course of name on something, it better be good. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and this tire lives up to that. Um, it's fast, it's supple, um, deceivingly so in fact. Um, I'll be honest, I've been doing tires for over 20 years. yeah. And I put those on my bike and I took them off and cut them open because I didn't believe that it was an nylon tire.
1: Wow, okay.
0: I, I honestly thought it was a cotton tire. They, they feel that good. They're super grippy. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about with Zafiro and Rabino, you know, they're, they're nylon tires. So you have, um, you know, some, some advantages there in terms of just, you know, not having to, to maintain them in a certain way that you may want to maintain, like say a cotton tire. Right. Um, and that, that is true of the Corsa next. So you have all the Corsa feel, but then you have, you know, the, kind of the, the everyday usability of of a nylon tire. And and that's sort of where that that Corsa Next is the gateway um, from Rubino into the Corsa family in this way. Um, But it's it's a great tire if you want to have a set of tires that you just simply put on your bike and you can go race them. Mm -hmm. They're still very competitive in a race scenario, but then you can also train on them. Got it. Um, So that's what's great about a Corsa Next.
1: Shout out to our sponsors at Delta G. Delta G is the pioneer of the Oxford ketone ester and revolutionary exogenous ketones company, being used by world champion Ironman, Tour de France, Formula One athletes, Olympians, recreational athletes, and longevity-seeking, wellness-savvy individuals, looking to optimize athletic performance and everyday health. I have been adding Delta G exogenous ketones to my morning coffee, using it for athletic recovery after hard workouts and in training daily. Ketones are nature's superfuel. When the body is pushed to its limits, we convert stored body fat into ketones for energy that help fuel the brain and the body. Delta G delivers that exact ketone produced naturally in the body, Called DBHB. With Delta G, you can achieve high levels of circulating blood ketones known as ketosis safely and immediately without having to fast to get to that level. Beyond boosting energy levels and performance, exogenous ketones improve mental clarity combat brain fog, and metabolic health, and serve as a fourth macronutrient and fuel for your brain, so you don't exclusively need to use glucose. Delta G was created through a collaboration between the University of Oxford and NIH with funding from the Department of Defense in 2003 as a way to provide efficient fuel for warfighters. Just two years ago, Delta G became available to the public. Throughout the years, researchers have been able to utilize this technology in various studies, amounting to over 55 published Delta G studies with 25 more ongoing. It's time to take your health and athletic performance to the next level. Head over to Delta G Ketones and use our code MARNI20. Now back to our conversation. When you talk about faster tires, right is it like mm-hmm. faster wheels where you kind of have to be riding at a certain speed to actually feel the effects or like what it, like what is the sort of and I know it's a nuance it's not going to be like 10 miles an hour right but like what what is it like what is the thing
0: the thing <laughs> is actually none of that
1: really okay
0: yeah so um if, if my uh, innovation team members are listening to this at some point, they know what I'm going to say right now. Cause <laughs> I say this probably like once a day. Yeah. Well, and, and so there's, there's a lot of buildup to this, but my answer is this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, faster is not speed. Faster is not simply faster. Faster is the reduction of time from point A to point B, whatever that means. So think about this. If you're doing a hundred mile gravel race, and you're just like, like getting beat up the whole time, right? You could say, oh, a certain tire is fast on a bench test or on a rolling performance machine. But there's another factor that you're forgetting, which is human fatigue. Um, and over 100 miles, if that tire beats you up, you're not going to be as snappy at the end. And ultimately, you won't reduce your time from point A to point B in this way. So when you design products in this, in this kind of atmosphere you have to think of it in the, in those terms uh, it has to be yeah sure it has to grip well and yeah sure if you can win the bench test that's a that's a beautiful thing but in practice uh, we also do field testing for this very reason yeah to make sure that in the real world scenario that is this like sometimes intangible subjective thing um, you have to make sure that it checks all the boxes as a whole. And not just this nuanced one measurement here or there that you try to then put into an advertisement.
1: It's, I guess I love that answer because it's like, if you're fast, you're going to be fast and it's going to make your ride even easier. But if, right. but if you're struggling, like it doesn't matter how fast your wheels are or your tires, cause you're not getting anywhere.
0: Right. I mean, it's ultimately, you know, uh, again, I go back to Robay this year, yeah. um, uh finished one and two uh in that race. And um, you know, it was it was crazy because um that is nothing but just like bumps, right? I mean yeah, the cobbles. And um so, you know, there are other tires that I mean, you know, there's a lot of fast things on the market right now. Yeah. And and so you can say, oh, you know, is this tire faster than that tire, et cetera? And you can and you can measure that a million different ways. But at the end of the day, when you put it in a real-world scenario, especially such an exaggerated one as Ribet, um, you know, it really tells the tale on, uh, okay, it does roll fast, it does grip well, but it also reduces that fatigue towards the end of your race, uh, which is really everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, not, there's been a lot of talk about tire pressure as well, right? So, you know, we're talking about speed, but the other thing to think about is like, what are you pumping your tires to? And again, mm-hmm. it does it does come down to the tire and what the PSI is. I guess it's like kind of this movement in super shoes and running, right? Where it's like cooler to have a lower PSI. <laughs> I'm still pumping mine to 105.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, the the reality of it is there are trends in this industry that approach something that's valid. Yeah. And then um for whatever reason brands take that. To an extent that is sometimes ridiculous, um, and then what you see is a season or two later, they kind of bring it back a little bit to the to the balance point to where it kind of needs to be, um, and you definitely do see that with air pressure, um, particularly you know with wider rims and low and 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 tubeless setups and things such as this. And here's my kind of yeah. lemonade on this whole thing, okay. Um, tubeless has enabled us to run a a lower pressure because you're not pinching the inner tube but then you know you had narrower rims, so the tire was sort of like wallowing around so then wider rims stabilize that tubeless tire laterally and and you know it offers a lot more um, aerodynamic advantage when you do that because the tire actually the light bulb cross-section shape of the tire becomes much more kind of uniform as it goes down onto the rim so that's now an arrow advantage, so these things have cas- cascaded, if you will. Okay, so it from, comes
1: from tubeless. Got it.
0: Yeah, so like tubeless went, yeah, the ability to run lower pressures. The lower pressures give you control, and then people like that, and they wanted they wanted more of that, and kind of it, it kind of grew from there. Um, we are in, um, I think we're 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 getting close to the sweet spot, um, and and what I mean by that is I I have a, a peek behind the curtain on what's coming from different wheel manufacturers and tires and such. And um, so I think we're, we're quite close right now. Uh, the tires that are on the market, uh, from Victoria anyway, are all ETRTO compliance. And so they are a bit future-proof in that way um, and, and compatible um, in, in, in terms of being able to have the full range of benefits, right? Okay. But yeah. one of the things that I said a second ago with air pressure was control. So control is another factor that comes into play with reducing that time from point A to point B. Um, If you are in a time trial and it's raining and you're in the arrow bars, you're probably going to be a little timid. Yeah. Right? And the reason is because you're going to be worried about a loss of control. Right. And so, um, you know, we talked about supple casings and we talked about tread and we even talked about rims now but a lot of that control um comes from that compound that we mentioned a a few moments ago um and and that you know again the vittoria compounds are are, you know graphene and now the newer ones have silica blend as well which has been excellent um and it's specifically for that reason to uh, enhance control um and uh again further reduce that time from point a to point b
1: And so does that, what does that have to do with the tire pressure? Like, can you put lower pressure, air pressure in? So, yeah.
0: Right. So, so to come full circle on that, um, yeah, the idea behind that is if you run a lower pressure, you're going to have, um, more deformation on your casing. Right. Yeah. And so, um, part of that, uh, part of the reason why people want that, right. Is to increase grip.
1: Right. Um, Another way to do that is connecting to the ground.
0: Correct. And, and and it's it's more supple. The deformation allows a, a greater contact patch, which then uses that compound uh, in that way. So everything kind of works together is kind of my point. Yeah. Um, so you have that wider rim, you have like the different cross section shapes, um, you have that compound and you have that supple casing at a lower pressure, all working together to increase control.
1: Got it. But that's really just for tubeless.
0: Uh, and tubeless tires are, are, the vast majority are not tubeless only, they're tubeless ready. So you can still put an inner tube in there. And so, um, for instance, like, uh, as an example, um, you know, of course the next, we make it a tubeless ready version and then we make a, just what's called a folding clincher version, which is a non tubeless ready clincher. Um, and you know, if you put a TPU inner tube or a latex inner tube inside that tire, um, you're going to get, uh, still a, a notable improvement over a regular inner tube um, without going tubeless. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is the tire itself will have the same shape as the tubeless ready one. You can use it on that new wide rim because it's ETR2 compliant,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So that's great. Um, you know, you're still gonna have that good compound, which is great. Um it's just you have an inner tube inside, okay. and so you still have an option for those people who don't have tubeless wheels, or I just don't want to deal with tubeless,
1: yeah. or
0: I, I want to be able to change, you know, uh, an inner tube on the side of the road, and 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 not right. you know like worry about a tubeless setup in case yeah. of a failure. Things such as this, right? So um, there is a, a time and a place for all of that for sure, um, and and all those same benefits in terms of control, in terms of like I said, the shape and the and the and the compound and all that you know, they apply to a regular clincher as well.
1: Okay. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit, and this is like, I know we're just still in the beginning, but these are things that come up in my daily life. So, you know, weather, yeah. let's talk about the weather, because if it's raining, sure. you should have a certain tire pressure and maybe you want to rethink what tires you're going to use. If you know it's going to be raining for a week or two and you need to be in a certain place, if it's cold, if it's freezing you know, if it's going to be really hot, like all of those things affect your tires and pressure. So what do what you like? What are you what's your advice on that? Like for different weather conditions,
0: you know, um, in general, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the accepted kind of approach has always been, you know, if it's going to be um, slippery in some way. Um, you, you'd reduce your air pressure to increase that contact patch. Right. We, we talked about that, like the tire will kind of do that. Um, and that makes a lot of sense in a lot of places. Um, so that works to an extent. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, some compounds are going to be like, say you talked about cold a minute ago, some, some compounds are, are more stable than others. Um, you know, some compounds uh that are super soft uh in say room temperature. Um if they're super soft, sometimes they can be more kind of finicky when it gets cold, meaning that they're more sensitive. Okay. So that soft compound can actually get harder than sort of a medium compound would get in the cold. Got it's it. It's just it just depends it depends on what's in the compound and how it depends it's made, on the tire. And all that. Yeah. Um and so uh, the other thing to think about is how the compound works with the tread design. So um you know tread designs are made to oppose drift. Um if you you're you're riding in a straight line and then you turn your handlebars cuz cuz you want to go that way but you're going this way. So your tire is at an angle now and you and you want it to roll the direction you're pointing it. You don't want it to slide in this direction, right? Yeah. So no. um that is a tricky thing, um, and you know everything we've talked about thus far. You could almost assume applies to a slick, right? But in terms of tread design, you know we put textures uh, on the tire um, that are very directional, uh, and what they are intended to do is provide directional flex uh, and also opposing edges. So okay. um, you know you'll have an edge that'll dig in uh, or flex in a certain way because. Um, let's face it, rubber tires don't dig into pavement, right? It's a surface phenomenon. Um, But in, in say, off-road categories, sometimes, you know, like this tubular that I have right here, a cyclocross tubular, has a mud tread on it. This tread is designed to dig into the ground, Right. you know? So it's it's a different kind of application. But to your point, if it's going to be raining uh, or if it's cold, uh, you want to consider airing down a little bit okay. in terms of your pressure, but always make sure that you read the label on the tire yeah uh, and sometimes now on the rim and make sure that you are within the usable range of course yeah um, and um, and you should be good.
1: Yeah, so what happens if it's really hot? What do you do with the tire pressure then?
0: Sure, you could argue that you could actually almost go up in pressure if you right. wanted to now more heat means more pressure. Now, so you almost don't need to, um, but the reason I say that a moment ago, and again, always, always, you always wanna be within your usable range that is listed on the tire, and sometimes even on your rim, yeah. if it's a hookless rim, especially. Um, but the reason I say that is because um, you know typically when, when a compound heats up, it gets a little gummier, and so you could argue that you could go up a little bit um, and still get the same sort of grip. However, what you're gonna lose is that compliance and comfort and fatigue reduction and contact patch and all sorts of things? But if you're riding, you know, if you're in Arizona and it's 110 degrees and you're out for a ride for some reason, <laughs> um, put your sunblock on. But um, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where um, you know you may want to add a little bit of pressure uh, again within the usable range simply because your tires could get so grippy that they could become a bit draggy almost.
1: Yeah. How often should someone be changing their tires? Right, like we talk about that with running shoes, you know, after mm-hmm. a certain amount of miles. So, what's what's the standard with tires, and maybe when should you maybe okay. go ahead of that?
0: You got so many questions today that are like such uh, such complex ones. Um, oh, and I'm a complex person. example. Um, it's great. It's it's why we do these podcasts. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, but, uh, people, um,
1: I want to know. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: There is no quick answer for this. Okay. Um, the the answer that I'll give is yeah, obviously like change your tires when you need to. And what I mean by that is um, when they stop providing the benefit that you purchase them for. Um, and so that may seem like an elementary uh, answer again, but the reality of it is this. If you purchase a race tire, you're purchasing it to have an advantage or a benefit in that scenario. Um, so first of all, they got to be dependable, but they got to be light and grippy and blah, 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 right? Of course the whole thing. Um, so you got to make sure that, you know, um, if you know, you're training for an Ironman and, uh, you spend all these hours training and you fly somewhere you got to make sure that your tire setup is going to do its job, and what you don't want to do is overlook that, and then have some sort of a silly failure after you've done all this work and traveled all this way, right? Right. So, um, in training, training is about just you know, most of the time, a training tire. You you want something dependable. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of. Yeah. Um, so you know you want to make sure no cords are showing, things such as this, um, and um, you know I think honestly. Uh, changing your tires is an opportunity to try something new Um, in this in this kind of place we play in uh, at the in the performance market people oftentimes are purchasing some sort of ability right yeah Um, and and uh, whether that's a reduction in rolling weight or 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 just grip or rolling you know resistance reduction um, you know it's an opportunity to try things so Um, I would encourage some experimentation on that in terms of just modifying your setup with pressure or going tubeless or maybe trying a new course of pro.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, I feel like, you know, what, like a thousand miles on a tire is like a couple, couple, couple months, maybe. I don't know. It depends on how you ride. Right. So I, I just look at this in the way that I look at running shoes, right? I've got like in rotation, like four or five pairs, you know, some are for distance, some are for speed, some are for intervals, some are mm-hmm. just for race day. Of course, I try them once or twice to make sure they're working before race day. Sure. And sure. you know, the 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 faster the shoe, the less time you have in it. So I feel like it's, you know, maybe there's a similar thing where you have a quiver of tires and you change them out for different conditions and, you know, some are for just your race day, but don't just try them for the first time on that day. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, race tires are first and foremost meant to make you go faster or reduce that time from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, we want to make our race tires last as long as possible without giving up their primary benefit, right? Yeah. Um, if you're after just longevity, um then yeah, you're going to want to go more towards like an all around or a training tire, mm-hmm. which is going to give you that. Uh, and which is why I answered the question as you change your tires when, you know, they stop providing the benefit, which you purchased them for. It's much like running shoes in that way. And, and so, yeah, it's, um, but it's, it's also, you know, it's, I think it's worth saying that if you really are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an enthusiast. You're probably yeah. somebody who's pr- pretty into this. I would encourage you to save your race tires for race prep and race race day Yeah, and and not use them maybe for training. Yeah, And I would consider, I, I, I would actually, I would say you should really consider getting a set of training tires. And the reason I say that is, um, yes, you, you could argue, okay, well, I'm going to become more used to my race tires and all that stuff. In reality, um, you do want to go for a few rides with them, of course, before a race, but, um, you know they are really intended for that specific um, function
1: yeah yeah
0: and and you'll actually see a better benefit in training and then you'll see a benefit in, in racing in this way
1: i mean um, and obviously if your tires are like totally bald on top and like it's time to change
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that goes without saying sure yeah yeah like yeah. i'm always like it's, i just I always, mean because safety yeah. safety's a thing yeah it's you a know thing.
1: Yeah. You don't want to like ride your tires till there's like no tread left. You know, are there other things? I mean, I have a whole list, but we talked a lot about casting and compounds. We talked about tubeless versus tubes. We didn't talk about hooks versus hookless. So maybe is this and is this technology like going bye bye anyway? Like what's going on?
0: (laughs) I don't think hookless is going away. Um, And the reason I say that is because many wheels outside of bicycle are hookless. Okay. And are tubeless. Yeah. A hookless bead. I mean it certainly is easier to make a hookless bead than a hooked bead if you're making carbon wheels. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um but at the same time a convenient truth is that it does change the profile of the tire and it can make the same size tire feel uh, like a slightly wider tire based okay. on how the profile changes a little bit. Um it's also something that um you know uh, can add an error advantage, uh, depending on your rim width to tire width ratio mm-hmm. and things such as this. Um, so, you know, I don't think hookless is going away. Um, but you know, um, it, it's, it's, it certainly seems like it's been adopted well and and it is something that we're seeing more on the road, road market for sure.
1: I don't know anything about tubes. So I just put them in the the tire and I'm off.
0: You're not alone. Most people are like, it's a tube. What, What's the mystery? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Like um, and tubes like tires, like we talked about earlier in the show, was that you know, oftentimes, okay, you still have the same design conundrums. It's rotating weight, which is like the worst kind of weight. So um you have to accelerate that weight. And then when you hit your brakes, it's it's you know, it's it's like a flywheel. It's trying to actually bite your brakes in a way. And 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 then, you know, in handling, it's not as dynamic if it's if you have rotating weight. So you know, it's the kind of thing where you want to reduce rotating weight any way you can. Now, you can go spend a few thousand dollars on carbon wheels if you want and do all that. Yeah. And that's certainly an advantage. Um, Don't get me wrong. Um, But if you if you were like, say, like a cost benefit, it's certainly hard to beat uh something like, say, a TPU inner tube in terms of a cost benefit. And the reason I say that is because, you know say a regular tube weighs a little over 100 grams uh you know a, a lightweight TPU inner tube can weigh you know in the 30s roughly 30 grams. Wow yeah so like if your regular inner tube weighs 130 grams you saved almost a quarter of a pound of rotating weight on an inner tube. That's crazy per wheel yeah you could you could take off a half a taking a half a pound off your wheels, is gonna be a whole lot more expensive than buying two inner tubes. Yeah. Um, now it depends on what, that, that assumes you have butyl inner tubes and it's not, you know, that's it's an exaggerated case. But I will tell you, TPU inner tubes, just from the weight perspective, um, really hard to be, really easy for users at home to integrate this um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, install them themselves. But there's more about TPU inner tubes um, and even latex inner tubes compared to say butyl. Okay. So um, inside, if you have an inner tube inside a tire, there's actually friction.
1: Yeah. What's the tr- like? What do you just? What do people just buy off the shelf? Like not paying attention? Like me, for example. You just buy. Yeah. Those... If you
0: have like a, a black rubber inner tube. Yeah. It's probably made of what's known as butyl rubber. Okay. Which is like a tube. Okay. Um And and so. They'll, you know, manufacturers will make various wall thicknesses. The problem with a butyl inner tube that's lightweight is that it's going to have a very thin wall and it's going to be very susceptible to any puncture or pinching or anything like that. I mean, and so every, everybody makes them and that's fine. And, you know, they're inexpensive, so it's... But if you want something that is going to be lightweight and then uh, provide... Also, a rolling benefit, Mm -hmm. Um, your choices historically have been latex or and then now TPU. And so um, TPU and latex are are both quite elastic materials, um, which is great. So as they deform, uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, reduces rolling resistance in that way. And then TPU takes that benefit to a super another level because it's so lightweight as well. And then the other thing about TPU is, a second ago, I was starting to say there's this internal friction with your tube and your tire as it rolls together and that and and it deforms. There's internal friction between your tire and your tube, and the TPU inner tube reduces that friction and it gives a benefit. Is almost like you had it feels almost like a higher TPI tire in a way because your tire is more flexible. Kind of like when you if you were to, if you had a butyl inner tube in your tire and then you converted it to tubeless, you'd be like, oh wow, that tire is way more flexible.
1: Yeah,
0: It feels like that with TPU. Okay. And the cool thing about TPU is that, you know, you get these benefits and it's easy to integrate and you don't have to have a tubeless ready wheel set. So like, if you have like a really, you know, you love your bike and you love your wheels and you just want to put something on that's simple, mm-hmm. uh, it's a super cost-effective way to reduce weight, reduce rolling resistance, Um, without breaking the bank
1: that's awesome I love that and what about how I mean I don't change my tube unless it breaks (laughs) so and I'm like knock on wood you know Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that like during my ride this weekend because I was like oh when's the last time I changed my tubes like I don't usually do that but I'm like should I do that these are the things that like pop into your head while you're flying down a hill right or on a flat and you're going really fast and you're like oh shit wait um do you really need to do that or is it just like if it pops you know if it blows up blows up
0: well I mean nobody wants that right no no so that's the reality of it is like anything it works until it doesn't right right so if you are somebody who is you know like I said an enthusiast you're riding a lot um especially if you're training for events yeah um it's, it's, it's smart to, to stay ahead of it. if you're using tubes to change out your tubes, no matter what you're using, butyl, latex, TPU, anything. It's smart to do that, you know, periodically anyway. Yeah. Because it's it's cheap insurance, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it also is an opportunity to inspect the inside of the tire.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So, you know, you, you pop one of the beads off, you take the tube out, you run your hand in there, you kind of look inside and make sure everything's all good. And and, uh, again, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it where, you know, Iron Man Hawaii, you get all yeah. the way there or something and then you get, you, I mean, gosh, the worst thing in the world, but, yeah.
1: but there's always a bike tech,
0: there, yeah, not, how, mean, guess. not,
1: I've been, well, so I, I like have not had any of these things happen to me, although I did have something happen this weekend, but I got, I was ahead of it. Like it wasn't when I was racing. It was Mm -hmm. before I got there. My shifters decided not to shift. I like walked into this store. We're like in the Finger Lakes. It's totally mellow. Everyone's like chill. I'm like, hi, I have a bike emergency. The guy's like, how can I help you? I'm like, my gears aren't shifting. He's like, no problem. Let me change the cables.
0: Yeah, easy. Because check this out. Yeah. Cables and tubes. Cables and tubes. Cheap disposable wear items like if you want to optimize your performance um you know and you're going to an event like this just like you were doing it's it's smart to change those cables out make sure it's perfect make sure your tubes are good if you're using tubes um and as i said i mean if you're if you want to upgrade for the event if you're changing your tube anyway it's a good opportunity to try that new tpu inner tube for sure
1: this is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ken. This has been great. Is there anything else that you want to mention? I mean, what else does Victoria make?
0: We focus on tires and tire-related accessories now. So, one of the things, speaking of that, uh, that I wanted to bring up is actually the airliner road. What the hell is an airliner, right? Um, yeah. What is this? What is a tire liner? Are you familiar with what a, a tire no. liner is? No. Perfect. Not at all. Um, <laughs> this is why I wanted to mention it to you. Basically, go on Vittoria.com, go to Airliners. Okay. Um, throw a link up in this thing, and and it'll be super easy. Um, but basically, here's what it is. In a tubeless tire, you have your rim and you have your tire. Okay. And you just have a valve and you have some maybe some liquid sealant in there, right? And that's it. Um, so one of the things that um you know, a lot of road racers who are traditional road racers who are using tubulars loved about their tubular was in case of a flat, it was glued to the wheel. Right. And so it was something that uh, you know, if they had some sort of catastrophic failure, they could still kind of like limp it to the to the next section or to their to their team car or maybe the finish line if they had to.
1: Right.
0: Um airliner road is a liner it's a it's a it's a foam hoop that goes inside of your tubeless tire and so you're going to say doesn't that add weight and doesn't that add rolling resistance because you're you're adding something like we talked about with the tube and the friction and all that yeah. stuff check this out this weighs less than the sealant inside your road tire okay so if you have a tubeless tire you're probably going to put about 25 milligrams of milliliters, sorry, of sealant into your tire, mm-hmm. which is gonna weigh about 25 grams. Okay. This liner weighs 25 grams. Um, so it's super lightweight. I mean, if you hold it in your hand, you're like, is this it's it's like is a it balloon, real? right? Yeah. Um and this the shape is quite interesting. And and the foam that we used for this uh material, when you inflate the tire the foam squishes down inside your rim wall. So it basically squishes down and hugs the belly of your rim and it doesn't interrupt the the deformation of your tire. So it doesn't add rolling resistance. And this has actually been proven by a third party, which is crazy. Um, So your tire can be nice and lively and fast and everything we talked about the rest of the show. In the event of an air loss, like say your spoke went through your rim tape or something, right when that pressure is released that liner returns to shape and fills the tire so you can ride it uh you know at at a moderate pace you know to get you back to the finish line or your car or home or what have you tons of information on victoria.com about the entire airliner family we make liners for mountain bike gravel road okay uh and, and various kind of applications within that but basically. For your listeners, I yeah. think the most interesting one, if you're if you're considering tubeless, you're considering going to a big event and you're concerned about just your tires, yeah. it's certainly something you should look into in terms of running an airliner road. We have many, many athletes on the world tour running these. They've had great luck, where either they haven't had a flat or you know, if they have some sort of a, a catastrophic wheel failure, it saved them in some regard. The other thing about that is, is that when that liner squishes down, it pushes your tubeless beads out against the rim walls. Okay. So uh, even at slightly lower pressure, it still stays squished down and and still gives you, like, a really nice bead lock on, on your uh, tire and rim. So yeah. anyway, that was the only other thing no, I wanted to mention. I think,
1: mention- you know, I had a friend this weekend that was out on, like, a hundred-mile ride, and he, like, started – he texted me that he was, like, stranded because – he he got a flat tire and he's on, he's on, I guess he's obviously on just straight up, you know, clincher tires, not tubeless. And yeah. he has yeah. disc brakes. He doesn't know how to change a tire. Don't get me started, but, uh, I don't know how to change that. I just got disc brakes recently and I, I'm doing a whole thing with Vittoria, like, uh, some content on changing a tire and fixing a awesome. flat. Um, we're doing a video in like a couple, in a week or something, but Nevertheless, like the whole point of me saying this is that if you have disc brakes, you probably should be on tubeless because it is a nightmare
0: to change a tire.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's not fun. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it,
0: but there's other benefits too, to right? To change it flat, so Sorry. Check this yeah. out. If you have disc brakes, you are free from the constraints of having that rim caliper brake.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That rim caliper brake usually restricts you to using a 28 c tire or less yeah um so with disc brakes because the brake is now at your hub uh bike manufacturers quickly adjusted uh their tolerances within their fork and their frame so that you can run a slightly larger tire so Mm You know it's not uncommon i mean 28 in road is kind of the new 25 i
1: know i'm still one on 25 and one on 28 yeah i, I had 23 used on 20 i have an old road bike and then i also have a, t- a time trial bike
0: yeah so i mean you know and, and that slightly larger tire it doesn't weigh hardly anything more i mean you're talking about like you know nine grams or something and silly yeah but you have a lot more deformation ability um, so it's going to, you know, roll a little faster, be a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And, um, and so that's another benefit of having disc brakes. And then, and then all the other things we talked about with tubeless and, and rim shape and tire shape and, and liners and, and, or TPU inner tubes, depending on what you want to use.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Do you, I feel so bad. i I could like talk about this for hours. So is there anything else that you want to talk about? Like what's, what can we expect to see the future of Vittoria? What's coming down the pipeline? Um, Yeah.
0: I'm just going to say, watch this space. Okay. Um, we have some things that are coming uh, later this year that are going to be a big deal, especially for what users have come to know of Vittoria. Um, and so I'm going to leave you with that. All right, nice and awesome. cryptic. Um, and um, But yeah, watch the space. Uh, follow us on social. Go to Vittoria.com. Check it out. And thank you so much for having me on the show yeah,
1: today. this is great. You'll have to come back when, when the new stuff comes out to educate yeah, us to. on all things tires and Victoria. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarniOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarniOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.